We live in times where darkness approaches from all sides. God's creation, his precious children, are under constant threat of isolation, despair, and a lack of purpose. But Jesus called his church the light of the world, a city upon a hill, alive with the fire and power of the Holy Spirit. Together, we can fight the darkness. Together, we can beat back the shadows. And it happens through the simple act of invitation. An invitation can rescue the isolated, connecting them with a loving, devoted community. An invitation casts out despair, replacing it with joy, peace, and salvation. An invitation can guide those seeking purpose to the ultimate mission of God's kingdom, a lifelong journey of growth, outreach, and service, a chance to change the world. In this season of Christmas, it begins with a simple choice. To let our light shine. To make an invitation of hope. Good morning to all of you as we gather in God's house. Advent. It is all about the anticipation, the waiting, the hanging on to God's promises. No matter what life dishes out to you, we hold on to his promises because his promises are true. And he said he would send his son and he came. And Jesus suffered and died and rose again so that we can have hope here and also in the glories of heaven. So hold on to that and rejoice in his gift for you. I uh, want to welcome everyone, especially our guests here today. We're delighted you're with us in worship. Whether you're in the house or online, um, come back again. We'd love to see you and uh, get to know you and meet you. And if you're, quote, in the house, stop at Next Steps if you like or text 1C Guest to 94000. Um, just some of the ways in which we can connect with you. Uh, a couple things. If you're sitting in the house, you might see a couple of these cards 
that are actually in front of you, and they'll just tell you some of the things that happen during the service. Uh, like this one actually has our church center app, so you can take your smartphone and you can download that and get more information what's going on. Um, and here, these cards will talk you through about communion, what do we believe, and how can you take communion. Uh, it'll talk about prayer requests. Do you have a prayer that's on your heart today, and you'd like it included in worship? This will tell you how to do that. So uh, if you would, please take care of that. All right, a couple quick announcements. Uh, this Wednesday, November 30th, at 6 o'clock, we're going to have an Advent experience. And starts at 6 with a dinner, and then 6.30 will be a time where we're going to be in here, and we are going to worship our Lord, and we are going to uh, learn together, people of all ages. So all of exploration is going to make their way in here. So kids and adults, grandparents, teens, I mean, we're all going to be doing this together. So love for you to come back. And uh, again, re be reminded why this season of Advent which leads to Christmas is so important. So this Wednesday, 6 o'clock dinner, 6.30, the Advent experience itself. Also, December 11th, right after the 11 o'clock service, we'll have a voters meeting. And the primary purpose for this voters meeting is our budget. As we look to 2023, wow, it's just going by fast, right? Uh, we're going to be taking a look at what is God leading us and calling us to do in the next year. So we'd love for you to come and be a part of the discussion as we present the, um, the budget. And also, um, last week of our series entitled, now this says Live Generously, that's why I wore it today, um, but Living Generously. And we've been talking about what does that mean, what does that look like, and you have an opportunity today to make a commitment to the rhythm and the life of a disciple of Jesus. And uh, later on, not now, I'm going to invite you to take out these envelopes and you're going to see what you've been professing all, probably for six months. And we're going to encourage you to make a commitment. All right, put a check mark, put your name on it, put it back in the, in the envelope, put your name and address on here and bring it forward as your commitment and promise to be a kingdom disciple who's going to be a part of glorifying God and furthering his kingdom. So that's going to happen a little bit later. So just be ready for that. And uh, last but not least, our joy baskets will be passed in just a moment. And so I'd like to offer up a prayer for our time of worship and also our way that we respond to the good news of God's love. Lord Jesus, again, you have blessed us with so much uh, this Advent season is a great reminder where there are all these promises about the Messiah, and you kept every single one of them. You are faithful beyond our understanding, so thank you. And thank you for the blessings you poured out upon us. Thank you that we are your children, we are part of your family, and we are heirs of eternal life. So may our lives express this thanksgiving for who you are and how you love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and worship.
You may be seated. Boys and girls, it is time for the kids' message, so come on up front. Come on up. Find a seat nice and close here on the floor. Did you all have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah? Good. What's your favorite food? Turkey? Turkey? What are some of your other favorite foods? What do you like? Mashed potatoes? Do you like gravy on your mashed potatoes? Did somebody say mashed potatoes? Well, hi, George. Mr. Greg, happy post-Thanksgiving, Mr. Greg. Well, thank you, George. Uh, happy post-Thanksgiving to you, too. Well, yeah, that's a kind of its own holiday, if you know what I mean. Yeah, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, Mr. Greg, it was so delicious. So delicious, I am so full. Yeah? Well, me too, George. Had a good Thanksgiving, and I got so filled up this year. Yeah, you yeah. did, Mr. Greg. Yeah. I am so full, I almost put on my Nana's maternity pants today. What? That's true, Mr. Greg. I am so full. I'm like a tick in a blood bank. <laughs> Mr. Greg. Yes, George. I'm so full that I didn't even drive here. They just rolled me here. Oh, my goodness. I'm so full. Are you full, Mr. Greg? I'm full, too. Yeah, I'm full. I'm so full. That... Mr. Jo Greg. What, George? I am fuller than my Nana's purse. That's full. Jo George, what are you talking about? Mr. Greg. What? I have another one. It's funny, though. Okay. I'm so full that, um, will you just carry me out of here today? Sure, Please. sure. I'm sure, so full. Sure, George. My stomach hurts. <laughs> I ate too much turkey, Mr. Greg. Oh, my goodness, George. Mr. Greg, I'm so full. <laughs> oh my goodness. You, I've never seen you like this, George. <sighs> oh. Sorry, Pastor. Had to burp. Oh my goodness. You Bye -bye. are full, aren't I'm you? I'm so full, Mr. Greg. What about you? What, 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 what full? What, were you full, Mr. <laughs> I Greg? I was actually talking about a different type of full, George. I was going to talk about how fulfilling. It was to be a part of the community Thanksgiving meal. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, absolutely, Mr. Greg. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, very full. Very filling. That was awesome. Very yeah. wonderful. I loved it. I didn't see you there, George. Well, well you see, I was going to come, Mr. Greg. It was on the top of my to-do list. But then I ate so much that I couldn't move, Mr. Greg. I laid there on the couch. Thinking about my belly and possibly the, the end of the fate of Mr. George, because I ate so much. I'm lucky to even be here today, Mr. Mr. Greg. It's so full. Mr. Greg. Yes, George. <laughs> are you like here to give us a kid's message of what? Yeah, yeah actually, I am. Well, yeah. Maybe you should get on with it. I think so. Yeah, so. Am so I right, guys? Wow. <laughs> so what You're I was. You're doing great, Mr. Greg. Thanks. Thanks, George. So what I was going to say is. It's just how fulfilling it was to be a part of the community Thanksgiving meal. Okay. And how so many people came together to give food, to prepare food, to cook food, to serve food, to deliver food. And because of that, everybody coming together and giving and serving, almost 700 people got to have a Thanksgiving meal. S 700, Mr. Yes. Greg. Isn't That's that a lot of people. Good job, everybody. Yeah, they, they give themselves hand, Mr. Greg. Yeah, great job. Oh, my. That probably make God's heart full too, Mr. Greg. I think so, and that, so that's what that's what filled me up. 
Whoa. being a part of something like that to, to see people come together. So not pumpkin pie, huh? Well, maybe maybe a little. Or yeah. Both, 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 both really yeah, kind of filled me up. Full in your spirit and full in your belly. That's right. That was that's really that's filled okay. up. That's okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, anyways, back to the kids' message. Yeah. What please, I was gonna, Mr. Gray. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, Second Corinthians chapter nine, okay. verse eleven tells us. It says, mm-hmm. "You will be made rich in every way, then you can always give freely. Mm-hmm. We will take your many gifts to the people who need them, and they will give thanks to God." Mm-hmm. Well, Isn't that awesome? You know, I'm sure that um, a lot of people probably thanked God for the community Thanksgiving meal, Mr. Craig. Exactly, George. And so yeah. that's what's so fulfilling, that we get to be a part of something that causes others to thank God. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I'm kind of sad I missed it. Yeah, me too. Next year. Next year. Maybe yeah. I will eat after Thanksgiving meal here at church, then I go home and eat so much I pass out. <laughs> I think that sounds like a good idea. Okay. At least the first part. All right, we can work. You can talk to me about it. Okay, all right. Well, you okay, know what? Yeah. A lot of people thank God for the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. I think we should thank God now. I'd love that, Mr. Greg. All I right. want to, yeah. Okay, let's let's pray. Okay. Boys and girls, you can fold your hands and repeat after me. I can fold my hands, Mr. Greg. Oh, let me help you. Thank you. That, yeah, very good. It's Velcro. There you go. There you go. Ready? Okay, ready. All right. Lord God. Lord God. You are so good. You are so good. You work through your people. You work through your people and to, monkeys. To bless and feed so many. To bless and feed so many. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, George. That's wonderful. Hey, why don't you roll me out of here? I think we could probably go bowling with my belly. <laughs> okay. Let's All try right. it. I'll see if I can't okay. roll you on out of here. All right. Good. Boys and girls, you can head on back to your seats Bye, as kids. I roll George out of here. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we just want to come to you this morning with open arms and a heart full of thanks. Prayers of thanks for the amazing Thanksgiving dinner and for all the volunteers who showed up to make it possible to be a blessing to so many. Prayers for a dear friend whose wife of 57 years went to be with the Lord. Prayers for strength and peace for the family through this time of loss. Father, there's so many things this time of year that weigh heavy upon us, and we just uh, ask that you give us the strength and the courage to just bring it all to you and lay it at your feet and to trust you that you will be with us no matter how high and how low the lows are. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And for those of you that might be a little confused, it's like, normally, don't we have communion before? We're going to save that really for last. Um, And we're going to come forward at that time 
uh, with our commitments and receive a gift from God that is unlike any gift at all. So that's coming soon, so be ready. Uh, we are concluding a four-week series entitled Living Generously. And what we've been doing over the last, really now up to four weeks, is looking at Bible verse after Bible verse about what it means to live generously. And these uh, Bible verses are to shape our thinking, shape our belief, motivate us in very powerful ways. And if you, you remember, there was a phrase that I've been using for years, and it's this phrase. What we believe about God will dramatically affect our outlook on, the, on life and how we live our life. So again, as we dig into the Word of God, as we take a look at what God has to say, it starts shaping our thinking, how we look at life and how we live our life. And one of the things that really kind of stirred me was prior to this four-week series, remember we spent eight weeks looking at The Chosen, season one, that video series that uh, really follows a lot of the stories of the life of Christ. They go into the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we see how this Jesus who came 2,000 years ago, who interacted with everyday people like you and me, he didn't just change lives. He changed hearts. And that caused me to tweak that phrase a little bit to say this. What we believe about God will dramatically affect our heart. And I do believe that if God's spirit starts pushing and pulling and tugging and rearranging our thinking, our feelings, our lives. We're going to be able to answer more emphatically some questions that this world often asks. And so I'm going to ask you, you know, when I put these questions up, if you would please, if this is your belief, would you please say yes to these questions? If this is what you believe, if God is kind of got a hold of your heart, if you have come to know this God as your Lord and Savior and friend, would you, would you answer these questions with the word yes? So, does God exist and care? Is God all-powerful, present everywhere, all-knowing and loving? Is God generous? Now, a couple weeks ago, I gave a definition of the word generous. You might have your own, but this is my working definition. It goes like this. Showing a readiness to give more of something than is strictly necessary or expected. And really, isn't that the story of our God? He has given above and beyond for people like you and me because he loves us. In fact, John 3.16, a very familiar Bible verse says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And I love that concept. I love that picture that the God of the universe, powerful enough to make the heavens and the earth, yet loving enough to know what you need and what I need. And he meets that need with his son Jesus. His one and only son, he was willing to give up in order to take care of your sin and my sin so we can be forgiven, so we can have hope 
right here, right now, all the way into the glories of heaven, no matter what life throws at us. This is the good news of God's love for us. Now, if you recall some of the weeks that, that led up to this, we talked about this aspect of God's love for us, but also what God desires from you and me. And here were the three themes that we had. Remember first and best? Remember Reuben was up here and he kind of wrestled with which gift he should give to this family moving, and he decided that he was going to give his first and best, his favorite toy. And God calls us not just to give our leftovers, but to give our best, to give what's important right here, because that will show a generous heart. And then we talked about spoons and ladles. And as Reuben set the table, he, um, talked to, he just had spoons and he had ladles. And he said, well, spoons are to serve ourselves, and ladles are to serve other people. And remember, God himself keeps feeding us one blessing on top of another. He does not stop. He keeps on coming. And what he wants us to do is to take those blessings he's given us and serve others with it. And then the third week, uh, the title of the series, uh, the sermon was Tower. And we talked about what do we put our trust in. And the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it, and they are saved. And so as people, you and me, we run to our Lord, we run to him because he is our strong tower, and he can do for us what nobody else can. Well, today we continue with the, the theme, Living Generously, and the title is Seed Time. And I'm going to get back to that in just a minute. Um, Reuben is not here. They did not approve his schedule. They decided to be out of town this week. So what I did is videotaped Reuben. So let's uh, watch this, if you would. Well, good morning, 1C The Sanctuary. Good to have you here this morning. And as promised, I have Reuben with us today. And I know you're thinking, wow, that doesn't look like Reuben. Spending three weeks in a row with me ages people quickly. The truth be told, it's not Reuben. You probably figured it out. This is actually Lonnie Anderson. And I asked Lonnie to come and share really his story of what God has been doing in his life from the very beginning of time to right now. So, so there's, a, there's a lot of territory. You, you've got some years behind you. So I want to start out like every good story has. It's called Once Upon a Time. And why don't you just walk us through what it was like growing up and, you know, some significant events. And then we'll get to some very significant questions I want to ask you. Okay. Uh, born and raised in Neely, Nebraska. Uh, grew up. Times were, no, were always kind of tough. Uh, my mom raised, I'm the youngest of 11 children. My mom raised 11 children by herself. Our dad was a severe alcoholic. He was gone when I was two years old. Uh, times were tough. I know I've had siblings tell me that there was days we were wondering if we were going to have enough food to eat. Mom, at times they said, would go without eating just to make sure the kids were fed. So times were tough growing up, but wouldn't change my childhood for anything. Loved all my siblings, my family. Uh, grew up in Neely and 
at the age of 17, a good friend of mine took me to a Bible study. And that's where I first met Jesus. And from that day forward, I've always served the Lord. And uh, at about the same time as when I met my wife, Lynn. And we dated for about three, three, four years. And then we got married. And when we were, I was 20 and she was 18, we were married and moved to Hastings, Nebraska. And that's where I started my meat career 45 years. And uh, we've been blessed with two beautiful daughters, Melissa and Jennifer, their husbands, Mitch and Lane. We've got few, five beautiful grandchildren, Blake, Sam, Kylie, Lorna, and Aubrey, and we just totally have been blessed as a family. Wow, quite the story. And again, you know, in the beginning, it was, it was rough. It wasn't easy. Um, but for you to look back on that and just say, you know what, you know, God was still with you. You know, when we talked before, and we've talked many times, because you, you came about the same time I came, right. you know, to 1C. So yeah. we have that in common. A couple um, rebels. Pardon? A couple rebels. Yeah, two rebels. <laughs> One is worse than the other, and you make, it's your choice to decide. Um, but you said as you were growing up, you, you didn't really go to church much. But then when this friend introduced you to Jesus, and Jesus became Lord of your life, uh, things started changing. And so it started changing your thinking about how, to, how you're living life. And, and so you've, you've been married how many years now? 42 years. 42 years. Yes, Lynn, you are a saint, right? <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. Um, so, you know, you came to once see about the same time I did. Um, you were on a quest. You know, something was still missing. Even though you were going to church, you, said that you'd, you'd be sitting in the pews or the chairs, and but there was something missing. Do you know what it was at the time? Did you know what it was that was missing, or you just felt that something was there? We wanted to be more involved in the church. Uh, at the time, our spiritual life was a little stale. Uh, just seemed like we were going through the motions every Sunday, showing up for an hour on Sunday, and that was pretty much church. Uh, so, uh, one weekend, we were on vacation, and Lynn says, we ought to go try a different church. So we thought we'd go try a different church. So 1C was a church we've always heard a lot of good things about, and we decided to come and give it a try. And uh, the day we showed up, uh, Dave Purcell actually greeted us at the door, and from that day on, uh, just the love from the staff and the ministers and the congregation we just fell in love with 1c and this is i'm sure a place we'll always call home yeah if you've heard me talk about this before there's really two ways to view church you could either be a consumer or a contributor and it sounds like for a long enough time you were somewhat consumers you were just kind of sitting there and just taking things in and then God was placing in your heart that there's more to the Christian life and walking with Jesus than just taking, but it's also giving. Yeah, Lynn and I, uh, we've, when we came, we wanted to get more involved. And uh, we found out, you know, how do we help with greetings, serving communion, whatever, whatever place we could fit into the church and, and be of help to the church. Uh, we were looking to get more involved. 
And as we came, we started greeting, started serving communion, uh, picking up the joy baskets, you know, helping with the Haiti project, uh, the Thanksgiving meal. Uh, just things just started to kind of flow. And we just became more and more involved in the church. And it's, it's just been great. And I'll just say, as a, as a pastor, watching them get involved, um, it kind of piqued my interest regarding, well, what about board of directors? What about an elder? You know, in what ways could Lonnie serve and Lynn serve and, and people serve, right? So, um, again, you accepted the, um, the challenge to have your name, you know, put out there. And by God's uh, leading, you were voted in and you're now serving in those areas too. So, really, you have moved from, quote, a consumer to a contributor, and you guys are leaning in, and I'm so thankful. And I know uh, Lonnie and Lynn enough that they would say this is not about them. It's about what God is doing in their heart. And as we've been talking for the last couple of weeks, uh, we'll just say as a, a board, as elders, we've been talking about the spiritual well-being of one see the sanctuary. And we believe wholeheartedly that more and more people need to start moving in and moving from being a consumer to being a contributor. Finding those places, those spaces where they could, you could serve and make a difference in the kingdom of God. So, you know, I know you've got some things that you, that's been, been on your heart. And so maybe share some of those things with God's people. Just picture this. You're just talking with friends, brothers and sisters. Well, share from, what's on your heart. from the leadership point, uh, that's the financial side of the church. I mean, that's where you want to make sure the bills are paid every week and that everything is up to date. And, and uh, that's, that's a challenge. So you put uh, God first and ask him to help you with all those things. And through those meetings, I mean, we've had a lot of meetings where we set through hours of trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to do this or how are we going to do that? And, you know, it's all about the congregation and the people of the church. And we're trying to serve you in the ways that we can make the church a better place for you. And with that, we uh, are given a challenge to make sure that we're doing the things that God would have us do. Yeah, and, and how that challenge becomes personal, I think it's such a, a, a beautiful story of how God does that. He does it differently for all of you. For you and Lynn, somehow, some way, God was prompting you saying, hmm, there's more to what's going on. Um, how, maybe encourage us, all of us, me included. Uh, what does it mean to lean in? And what, is it, how, what are some ways we could get more involved in the mission and ministry of this church? Well, I think God wants us all to serve. I mean, he wants us to share his love with everyone. And by being a part of the church, and whether it's greeting or doing coffee and cookies or handing out the joy baskets or serving communion, whatever it is that you can help with, it just helps ease the things off of everybody else that's already leaning in. And I think once you start to lean in, the blessings just come. You just feel more of a part of the church, and it's just very gratifying. And, you know, as a church, you, you've seen us um, at communion time with this profession, right? 
um, you and me um, coming to worship, right? Studying God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and then sharing the gospel with others. I mean, those are really, in the Bible, that's really what we're called as disciples, as kingdom disciples. And so um, your journey is one example of many of when God gets a hold of our heart, things change yes. and things happen. And so I, I just I love it that we're brothers in Christ and we're working together. And really this moment is to encourage everybody out there to prayerfully consider and ask, God, how do you want me to lean in? How do you want me to become part of the ministry? And there is a prayer that you had found that I just, when I read it, it was like, wow, it's, it's a heart prayer. It's, it's one. And I asked Lonnie if he would be willing to pray that prayer right now in preparation of our time as a congregation and filling out those commitment cards that we're going to in just a moment. So if you would, maybe lead us in that time of prayer, and let's just ask God to do his thing. I, I told Jim I, I was looking for ways of giving to help share with you all. And uh, so I did old Siri, and I looked up giving, and, uh, and this is what I found. The prayer is a prayer of generosity. Heavenly Father, you are the giver of all life. You are the giver of every good and perfect gift. In you there is complete supply. I adore you, for you are the king of kings, that you see me and know me and fill me with your love, your presence, your joy, and your graciousness. You have poured out your blessings upon me. There is none like you. Lord, I confess that I have not always been the best steward of my gifts. Forgive me and help me to be more generous. I sometimes worry about my future instead of seeking first your kingdom. Help me to trust in you for my provision. When I step back to get perspective, I remember your faithfulness. I am reminded of how you provided for the Israelites in the wilderness. You provided for prophet Elijah when he felt alone and abandoned. You have provided for me in the same way. You have never forsaken me. You have never abandoned me. Thank you for providing for my needs. Thank you for blessing me with a home and family. Thank you for trusting me with talents and treasures that I can use to honor you. Help me be a better steward of our gifts, growing me a heart of generosity. Help me to see the poor as image bearers of Christ, Matthew 25, 40. Help me to be more charitable and open-handed to those in need. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Lonnie, thank you for sharing your heart with God's people. And uh, we look forward to how God's going to take this message and the, really the message of his word, the scriptures, as it starts addressing all of our hearts. Because I know God wants one see the sanctuary to make a greater kingdom impact than ever before. So let's pray fervently and trust God to lead, guide, and direct. Amen. Thank you all. See if I can have that next slide up there. Thank you very much. Um, before we get to the envelope and, and filling that out, 
Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this vividly as a child growing up in elementary school. I don't even know what grade it was because it was all a blur for me. But we would take a paper cup and we would put some dirt in the paper cup and we would put a seed in the paper cup and we would then place those paper cups by the windowsill of the school inside. And then over the next days and weeks and maybe months, we would take care of that seed. Anybody do anything like that growing up? Remember that? I mean, could be kind of exciting, especially, you know, you're doing all the things and all of a sudden you see that sprout come up and you're like, yeah, you know? I want you to be thinking that your life is just like a seed. And what you do will make a difference in your personal growth. I want you to see that you are like a seed. And God wants you to be nurtured and cared for and fed so that we would grow to be the kind of kingdom disciple he wants us to be. So with that in mind, if you would just take out the envelopes and when you pull it, uh, take out the sheets, you're going to say, oh, Mo, oh, they put two in here. Well, one is for you to put back in the envelope. One is to, for you to put on your refrigerator, uh, mirror, wherever you're going to see this so that you're reminded of what you, you are going to commit to. Now, if you did not get an envelope, somebody's going to be back over there. You can make your way uh, during the next song and get this. But I'm going to just walk through these quickly because we've been sharing these for months. Um, I have some scriptures that I prayed about. Lord, what scripture would really, really serve this well? So um, let's kind of walk through these quickly. You'll see it on the screen as well as what's in your hand. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in and through his body, the church. Bye. Now, just let me tell you, the word dedicate, do you know what that means, what that looks like? It, it, it's not a haphazard. It's not a whenever I get around to it. It is a matter of priority. It is a matter of life and death. It is a matter of that seed that is sitting there in soil, and if it doesn't get the water, and if it doesn't get the, the, um, the sunlight, it is not going to grow. So please understand, the word dedicate is intentionally chosen because people like me forget easily. So this idea of being dedicated. And here's the first thing, regular group worship. Connecting with God and experiencing him in worship and praise. And it's this idea of up. And Mark chapter 12, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And I love this. When you connect it to the experience where Jesus with the woman at the well, it's not about the temple. It's not about the mountain. It's about your heart. Worship him. Yes, here. Come every single week. Come every single week. And then in between, worship him also. In your homes, at your workplace, wherever you are, worship him. In other words, let him know how worthy you think he is. That's the root of the word worship. So do that. Secondly, study of God's word, connecting with others as we explore faith and life. And that's the end. And here's God speaking to Joshua and to the people. It's 
He says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Keep God's word always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. I don't do that. So when I fill this out today, I'm going to pray, Lord, may I do it more often than I've ever done before. Because your word will shape my heart, and my heart then will serve you in the way that you want me to serve. All right, so take that word of God more serious than ever before. All right. Um, all right, the third one, it's actually um, not up on the screen, it's cheerful giving. Cheerful giving. It says, as God has blessed me with my finances, I will bless others. And I took the message version of 1 Chronicles 16. Because in the NIV or most of the other versions, it says, ascribe to the Lord. I don't know what ascribe means. But if you look at the actual Hebrew of it, it is this imperative tense in Hebrew, which means it is of utmost importance. It's very emotional and exciting. It's not just a, oh, okay, God, I think about you. And that's where it says here, shout bravo. To God, families of the peoples, in awe of the glory, in awe of the strength. Bravo. Shout bravo to his famous name. Lift high an offering and enter his presence. Stand res res resplendent in his robes of holiness. May our lives be bravo to God. As we give of our whatever gifts God has given us, may we do that in a way that honors him. Next is thankful living. God has given me gifts and abilities to use to bless others. First Peter 4 says, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. And I think one of the problems that we have is we don't stop and pause long enough to take a look at what gifts God has given us. So maybe that's one of the first things you need to do is stop being so busy and asking God, okay, God, what gifts have you given me? How do you want me to use it to serve you and to serve others? And then the last one is sharing the gospel with others. Connecting with our community, expanding God's kingdom. This is the out. And now I go back to First Chronicles 16, and I love the way it says. God is serious business. Take him seriously. He's put the earth in place, and it's not moving. So let heaven rejoice, let earth be jubilant, and pass the word among the nations, God reigns. And here's where I'm going to really passionately tell you. Do your family, do your friends know that God reigns by your words and activities? For me, not enough. Yeah, it's my job, right? But there are times that God reigns isn't the first and foremost thing that people think. So pray about that. Lord, may my life be a reflection that you reign in heaven and on earth and that you have changed me and changed my heart. And I want to be a kingdom disciple sharing this good news. So this next song, powerful song. I remember sitting down with Chris. Chris says, I got a song. I think it'll be perfect. Casting crowns. And you're going to hear it, all right? Um, we on purposely didn't even put the lyrics up there. We want you to listen. 
But during that time of listening, I want you to be praying and then filling this out, if you would. Fill out one of these. And then when you're done, place it in the, the envelope and then put your name and address on this. We're going to send this back to you after six months. Just a reminder, I need to be accountable to to myself. And so we'll send it back to you as a reminder of what you've promised. And during communion, as you come forward to, to bring communion, bring these cards and there are boxes up in front. Place that down in there and then we're going to have a moment to pray. So may God use this time of our prayerful contemplation of how God is calling us to be a blessing. Amen.
may that be our prayer, that it would start right here, right now. And let's take an opportunity to make this profession uh, that we've been talking about in preparation for communion and also in preparation of bringing forward your commitments. Let's have that up on the screen. Together. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament. And under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in and through his body, the church, by regular group worship, studying of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with us always. Amen. And as we continue, may this moment be a very sacred moment where God comes to us, he lets us know how he loves us, and then we respond by telling him how much we love him. Amen. We continue the celebration. Yeah. 
Good and gracious God, thank you for your, your love and commitment to us. You held nothing back. You gave your first and your best so people like us could have eternal life with you. And Lord, we pray now that these commitments, whether written on paper or written on our hearts, would be empowered by your Holy Spirit. Stir within us a resolve and a dedication to you and to our calling. So thank you again for all that you have done in us and through us. And to you be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. I invite you to stand as we sing.
God rest you merry gentlemen Let nothing you dismay Remember Christ our Savior Was born on Christmas Day To save us all from Satan's power When we were gone astray Oh, times of comfort and joy Comfort and joy Oh, times of comfort and joy
can see a star shine and its splendor fills up the sky it's the same that appeared and the wise men revered when hope was born this night out upon the snowy fields there's a silent peace that heals and it echoes the grace of our savior's embrace because hope was born this night glory to god church choir sing it's the song used to praise the ancient days when hope 